Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are now on season seven. Season seven of us. This is so many seasons. I mean, sure, we do two mm-hmm. a year. It makes it, we can inflate the season numbers as much as we want. <laughs> but still, welcome to season seven of Escape This Podcast. And this is the start of a pretty cool, special season. Uh, this is our... I like to call it like the Danny on holiday season. Yeah, this is Danny's, season. Danny's vacation season, which I think is pretty appropriate given the room we're going to do. But this season is all guest game masters. So we will have every single episode, we have a guest, a fan of the show, hopefully, uh, who has written a room and brought it to us and will run us as players through a room of their creation that came from their mind, plucked out of their ether and made into a real room for us to play. Uh, so Danny and I will be playing every single room, and I'm very excited to introduce our first guest game master, Nick Notton. Welcome, Nick. Hello. Uh, I have to say right off the top, I am not a fan of the show. Uh, ah, I'm, uh, dang, yeah, it's one sorry. of those spite uh, <laughs> No, of course. So excited to be here. It's very cool to have you. So you've written a room. I'm very excited. Are you excited to, to start it off? You could, you need to have the best room so that it all goes downhill. Yeah, that's absolutely no pressure. No, I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited. Hopefully, I can live up to all your your wildest expectations. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so look, the same as every every week. If you want to play this at home, the notes are all in the show notes below. All the images you need uh, to see if you, if you can run it for your friends. You can all be like, oh, this is this is the best one. This is better than anything they've ever done before. I mean, that is very <laughs> likely to be the case. <laughs> like these people, people who come on with guest rooms, they spend a lot more time and care on them than I do. So it's very <laughs> likely that they are really top quality. Well, I'm excited. Nice. Wonderful. Well, I am ready. I've hey, got my hey. Oh, wait, we have questions. Yeah, we've still got to ask our regular well, why question. Why don't you ask them? <laughs> all right. So Nick. As you probably know from having spite listened to the entire backlog of the show, we tend to ask people a couple of questions based on the show. So would you like to tell us a little bit about your escape room experience? Yes. So, uh, yeah, definitely have a good amount of escape room experience. A group of friends of mine, we are... Uh, definitely, I would say uh, a bit on the competitive side. We're the one, yeah, we were talking about this before. We like to, you know, get it as fast as possible, get on that chalkboard. Um, we've done a whole bunch. <laughs> and uh, in, in sort of COVID times, I've been running a lot of um, your escape rooms, Danny, for friends and stuff as well. But definitely a, a pretty good background with escape rooms. Wonderful. And so the follow-up question to that is this show is a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room games. So do you have much tabletop role-playing experience? Uh, definitely the escape room part is where my forte is and less so on the tabletop RPG part. I have very, very lightly dabbled in uh, a little bit of D&D, but not as much as I maybe would like to. And I have a group of friends that, some of my escape room friends, and we've been doing a Gloomhaven campaign. So uh, that's like tabletop role-playing light, I guess. But we Mm. have a lot of fun with that. And, uh, you know, we've been going through our campaign, not so much these days, but we would be spending good hours into the night playing through. That was a really fun one. Wonderful. All right. Well, I think we're ready to go. Okay, well, uh, sticking with the theme of uh, Danny's vacation here, um, this room is entitled One Last Vacation. So a perfect kickoff to the season, maybe. (laughs) So you wake up to a knock on your door early in the morning on a Saturday. As you groggily get dressed to see who it is, you open the door to a very serious-looking man in a crisp black suit. He flashes a very official-looking badge and kindly asks you to come with him. 
You ask where, and he points next door. Your next door neighbor, Fred, is a kindly old gentleman who always lived alone. You guys would play chess sometimes, but you never really interacted with him too much in depth. The man informs you that unfortunately, Fred has died suddenly, and he's left you something very important. Something just for you. The man leads you into Fred's house, where he unlocks a door leading down to the basement. You've never been this down here. Kill us. This yeah. is yeah. He's gonna kill oh us. Oh my okay. god. This is the terrible start of the season. We'll cut to episode two. No, he's a kindly old gentleman. Everything is fine. Nothing is bad. You've never been down to this basement, you think, as you plod down the steps to the shag carpet below. All of a sudden, you hear a bang as the door at the top of the stairs slams shut. You run up the stairs and pull on the handle, calling to get out. I'm sorry, sir, but this is official business, and we believe you are the only one who can help. I will let you out once you give us the information we need. You plead and ask for more info or instructions, but the man simply repeats that he will let you out once you provide the information they need. You turn around to look at your surroundings, figuring maybe you should try to start to make any sense of this situation. All right. So... Right in front of you, across the room, there's a simple table that looks kind of like a travel shrine. There's a bunch of travel-related items on it. Um, There's a a thick book that looks well-worn. How do you draw a book well-worn, Billy? How do you draw the well-wornness? You just write (laughs) well-worn in your notes. Fine. The book is called (laughs) WW. Or you you do every line twice, and the second (laughs) ones are kind of ugly. Lovely. So immediately beside the shrine, there's a strikingly large world map that's attached to the wall. Along the (laughs) right wall, there's a wooden chest. And above the chest, there's a small window, which is allowing some light in from the backyard. I'm doing this not entirely 2D. I'm doing like a semi-3D thing. Well, I can see it. I love it. Along the left wall is a large bookshelf, and in the corner is a small table holding a phone. Um, On your right, just as you come in, is a solid plinth topped with an old-looking chessboard. Ooh, yeah. And some of my friends were like, what's a plinth? And then they were all Googling it and posting images of the plinth. (laughs) What? No, the best way to draw a plinth. The best way to draw a plinth is like a small ionic column. It's exactly what I'm imagining, yeah. (laughs) Ah, so you made yours a rectangular sort of column. Yeah, it's like a a circular base with a rectangular rectangular top with little curly bits on the sides. Really? I made it a circle. And vertical striations to make it look like an ionic column. I'm so sorry. Or a Doric column. Or a Corinthian column. I thought some columns, you know, might have been circular. Okay. Sorry, what was on top of it again? Uh, so Thank an old-looking chessboard. Mounted beside the chessboard is a full-length mirror with an ornate wooden frame seemingly fastened to the wall. And it looks like you'll have to dig around Fred's stuff and explore this basement if you have any hope of finding out what it is this mysterious man upstairs wants from you. Hmm. Oh, wonderful. I'm excited. Yeah, that's broad. Uh, one question before we get started. Yes. 
the stairs that led down to the basement, mm -hmm. are they within the room we're in or are they beyond the locked door? They are inside the room, yeah. So the door locks cool. the top so of the stairs. You could run up and down right. the stairs if you need to get a workout in. Wonderful. That's how I've drawn it. But I didn't want to be like, I look at the stairs and <laughs> for you to look at me like I'm an idiot. The other thing that my fr my friends were really, uh, I, I described the shag carpet on the ground, which is purely flavor, but all my friends were like, <laughs> ah, there's a shag carpet. There's. I will say, <laughs> I have written shag carpet in brackets specifically. It's just right uh, an, an old person detail. Well, Danny, for the first time in a long time, when was the last time we solved a room together? It's season, been some, season five? Yeah, it's been almost a year. It's been a year. Let's try it out. All right. Okay, so the first thing I want to do is complete my picture, which means I would like to go and inspect the bookshelf because I have not yet drawn books on it. Cool. It seems like Fred was a bit of a collector of books. This shelf is packed with volumes of all shapes and sizes, and it seems on really all topics. You'd really need to know what you're looking for to find anything in here. Fair enough. All right. Well, I want to finish off my picture. So, I, so I'd like to go and get a new description of that travel shrine. Because so far, good. right now, it's a, a fairly empty desk to me. Yep, I would also like more. Um, the table itself is pretty unremarkable, but the same can't be said for the items that are on top of it. The table and the wall in front of it are chock full of travel trinkets and mementos. There's little souvenir Eiffel Towers and Leaning Tower of Pisa's all over the tabletop, and the wall has postcards tacked on it from all over the world. Ooh, that's fun. Um, the most notable thing on the table is the big book that's sitting right in the middle. And the book says, My Travel Journal, on the front in big letters. Now, there's nothing... I, I, you, you always get to test out people's game mastering styles. <laughs> if we look under the table, or is there anything written beneath it, or, or no. on, the, on the legs of it if we search around? Nothing okay. that, you, that seems to have any, any value uh, to you, um, but no. Not a lot of uh, random searching in here, I don't think. Great. Okay, my travel journal. Look at that, right? Yep. Oh, Danny's drawn it out. Drawing the book. If I'm going to post these notes, I'm going to show people the extent of my meager ability. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you want to keep looking around for a while, or do you want to try and read this journal? Let's, let's give it the quickest of flip-throughs. Let's flip it open, see what it looks like. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, so you flip through the pages, and you see plane tickets, journal entries. Um, you see postcards, bits of menus, all the stuff that you might expect to see in someone's travel journal. Nothing really stands out to you right now, although you do notice that the front cover has a little inscription that Fred must have written to himself. And that says... Ooh. Now that I'm all done with my military days, I can spend my time traveling the world in peace. Nothing but my favorite hobby to occupy me. No matter how far and wide I travel, I always need to remember that X will always mark the spot. I have written, all done in army, peace travel, do fun thing, oh, X I, marks spot. I want to write out the whole thing, but I... <laughs> Not it that didn't fast. feel like there was going to be an acrostic hidden in there. Or anything. Yeah, I, I can repeat I can... it if you want, but I think I think Bill has the, the right. Sparks Notes version that probably will suffice. Okay. Could you repeat it again, but in a funny voice? Now that I'm all done with my military <laughs> days. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to forget that now. Truth yeah, fair. there you go. That's <laughs> cool. All right, shall we swivel our eyes off to the side to look at these 
very strange world maps. I'd probably have to turn my body as well. I think if I swivel my eyes, I'd only be able to see a little bit of the map. So I'm going to turn my whole How body. How far away did you draw your map? Oh, no, I'm just standing here looking at the book. From oh, the, okay. I, I'm not really facing it. Gotcha. You've, you've, mis, you've misread my geography. Uh, so I'm going to turn my whole body to look at the, at the world map. The real pinnacle of role playing when we're talking about uh, our head versus our <laughs> eyes moving. Um, now, I have uh, given you a image to look at there, if you'd like, and I will also describe it. Um, but this map is huge. It takes up most of the wall beside the, the travel shrine. But something looks a bit strange at first. And then you notice that there's a major difference between this map Ooh. and other world maps that you've seen. Do you see what it is? Ooh. Okay, so first of all, it does have a big old grid on it. Yeah. Secondly, it is America-centered, which is weird for me, but maybe not for someone from America. Yeah, we're used to seeing Australia on the far right. Yeah. Maps, uh, we're, we're a colony, so usually it's Europe-centered. <laughs> I agree. I no, think I that's think the, the grid uh, is the weird part. Yeah, there no, no. There's a giant grid over the top. I, I think you're right. It is, even in America, I don't think... Uh, us North Americans, we we don't go that far to put, you know, the whole <laughs> the whole continent in the center of the map. It is a bit of a weird map, um, for sure. And then the other thing you guys also pointed out is that in addition to sort of these lines of um, longitude and latitude that are common on world maps, there's sort of another sort of superimposed grid mm. on there um, as it's well. It's like an eight by eight grid. Mm. Uh, the in well, the interesting part is they're slightly different sizes, so mm -hmm. I'm sure like what that must be intentional. So what is inside those must be very important. Like they were trying to capture a certain area in them, mm. surely. Mm, maybe, yeah. Um, the only other thing you notice besides uh, the strangeness of the continents and this extra grid um, on the wall beside the map, there are a number of little like thumbtacks to stick things in. And then there's ah. a white piece of yarn that's hanging from the tacks on the wall. Ooh, okay. Uh, and for people listening at home, you can have a look at this world map in the show notes below. Uh, okay, so we've got uh, thumb, like, like, like tacks and pins and stuff. So we can pin stuff, we can, we can mark points on the map. Yeah. Cool. Was there anything else, sorry, other than the pins? That's yarn. it. Yarn. Oh, a... yarn. So we can like make like a, the killer is here sort of. Mm. Thing. Or we, or maybe we're gonna like go from place to place. Like, I first travelled from Toronto. I I lived in the Ront my entire life, and I travelled. <laughs> I left I left Toronto and travelled down to to Brasilia, Brazil, <laughs> and then of course I went up to the, to London in the United Kingdom. And then we'll spell out a V, um, or something like that. Bill, you broke the room. That's it. You solved the whole thing. All right, I knock on the door. <laughs> he lets you out. He's in London. Wait, no, sorry, he's V. He's V. I go, it's five. Five is the answer. I go to the door and I'm going to knock on the door. Uh, you go up to the door, you knock on it, and you hear a gruff, what is it? I say, V, we've solved it. He doesn't even bother to respond. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, while I'm here, is there anything interesting on the door? Um, nothing on the door, um, nothing about the stairs, it seems very obvious, just a nice solid locked door. Okay, well I did, I did the required check. That's Classic. true, Classic. that would be embarrassing. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm done now. You Take it away, Danny, <laughs> what are we looking at? Okay, well there's one other detail that I think needs to look at. I would like to look at the chest, because Ooh. I have not drawn any sort of locking mechanism on it, so I have to know. Yeah. Um, so you go over to this chest. It is a thick, sturdy-looking chest. Um, it looks like it might have some juicy secrets inside, but 
Unfortunately, of course, um, it's sealed shut with a thick lock. Um, and I'm going to anticipate your next question. Uh, the lock has five letters on it. It's a five-letter nice. combination. Okay. Love it. <laughs> um, okay, well. Stand on top of the chest, look out the window. Oh, fun. Yeah, that sounds good. Get some good, uh, you know, look on the outside world there. So um, as you're in the basement, the window is sort of up near the, the ceiling there. Um, it seems to look out into the backyard of Fred's house. You see trees, a fence, and the sky, but there's nothing else that's really exciting out there right now. Now, I, do you think something is going to appear out there that will be interesting or that, like, later on we'll find out that, like, in my travels... I I wrote count, all count everything my on my trees, trees that uh, sort of thing. Could be maybe we'll find some binoculars or something. It's like the number of leaves on a tree. Yeah. My or tree specifically. Or something might happen. Like maybe we'll call someone and they'll appear in the backyard. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> maybe there'll be a dog. Um, okay, so uh, we've still got a few things to look at. We've looked at the shelf, the map, the travel shrine, the chest, the window. We've got the sort of lower half of the room to yeah, look at. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, why don't we go and check out the phone? Sounds good. And call yeah. the police. For sure. So the uh, the yellowing phone is sitting on a pretty unremarkable little folding table um, tucked in the corner of the room. It seems to be a pretty old phone, um, and you notice that it's a rotary phone. Ooh, fun. <laughs> that is annoying because that's the one detail that I, I actually drew a little number pad on it. You fool. <laughs> My drawing is ruined. How am I going to turn that into a circle for rotary? So God. sorry. Uh, this uh, is Danny, we have young listeners. Do you want to describe what a rotary phone is? You put your finger inside it and move it to make numbers happen. <laughs> That's the worst. But it's true. <laughs> the worst description. Um, all right, lovely. And I'm assuming when you say it, like, it looks like a normal phone. Like the digits on the rotary dial aren't like small pictures of various countries. Are yeah, they? there's no like uh, Eiffel Tower <laughs> on one and like a no. Uh, it's a regular old oh, the phone. What is this? <laughs> Does it feel like it works now? I don't want to call the police, but if I call my own home phone number, mm -hmm. does it feel well, yeah. like it works? Does it, does it work? Does it have an outside line? Yeah, it has an outside line. Seems fine. Mm. Seems like it, it, you know, it's, it's working. I got a nice dial tone and you leave yourself a message, cool. Danny, I think. Yeah, I mean, of course. I've got to remember to count the trees in my own backyard. Very important. Mm. Yeah. I thought you were going to leave like a, if you're listening to this <laughs> message, I am dead. <laughs> Trapped in the basement of Fred Fredson. You're entrusting. Well, look, you know what? If I'm going to die at the end of this, the person who locked us in here at least should get some happiness out of it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How conscientious of you. Uh, mirror or chess? Mirror sounds easy. Let's go look at the mirror. So when I say full length, it's, it really is full length. It goes from just below the ceiling all the way to the floor. Um, it seems very firmly attached to the wall, so... You know, there's no need to, like, take it off, look behind it, anything like that. Um, just there on the wall. Cool. And it's, and it's reflecting the room in an accurate way? Yes. You are not a vampire, Bill. Um, it <sighs> reflects you, okay? Uh, that's not a twist here. Danny. Danny. <laughs> Danny is also reflected. She is not a vampire. Okay. Um, you think you can catch me that easily? <laughs> the ghost of Fred? <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, Danny's a vampire, but she's just heavily made up. <laughs> This is uh, actually right. Descent to the Culloden's chapter 11. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So then I guess swivel over to that chessboard. And the plinth. And the plinth. And the plinth, yeah. Um, so the chessboard seems to be attached to the top of this plinth um, as if it kind of stays there and it can't move, which doesn't seem like 
the easiest way to necessarily have a chessboard. Um, the board is wood with some pretty hefty pieces on it. Both sides, both black and white, are set up normally, so like a regular, um, have all the chess pieces that they would have, except there's no pawns on the board at all. Ooh, okay. So if you have some general chess knowledge, you probably could give yourself that, uh, that drawing. Danny, did you set up your chessboard in your drawing so that one person would have to be standing in the wall to play on their side? A little bit. No reflections, no physical form. That's how he uh, he intimidates his opponents. Like, well, I'll take white. You can stand in the wall. No, please, no, please play black. Not comfortable, are you? (laughs) Wow, you've Um, really you've really fleshed out uh, Fred's character pretty extensively here. I like this. Um, Look, he he was an army man. It's part of his tactical approach. (laughs) You're only going to make your enemy uncomfortable. (laughs) All right. Um, There is one Um, other detail, actually, about the chessboard, um, which is a post-it note that is on there. And it seems like it's from Fred to you specifically. And so the post-it note says, I certainly hope they called you like I put in my will. I truly cherished our hours playing chess. And I'm pretty sure you will be the only one who can help me now. To start your journey towards the info they need from you, trace my last flight from start to finish. I need Uh to keep the information safe from prying eyes, so excuse the secrecy. I have no doubt you can do this. P.S. I had to keep some things locked up. They had to be safe from the one that got away. Ooh... One of Fred's victims is coming to reclaim his prize. Now, getting this note, this is a very good starting point to get this note. Yeah. Was it really good that we looked at this last or ridiculously yes, embarrassing? Yes, because now we've got a full, free, a full feel of the room and now we can investigate it. It's great. It's mm. perfect listening. All right. All right, so let's go to his, his, um, his well, book, right? I have one last question that oh, yeah. I want to ask. Does the map move from the wall? Um, it, you could, like, it's kind of pinned up there if you mm. want to, like, I'm assuming maybe peek behind it or something. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, nothing interesting behind it. It I, just seems to be there. But, it, yeah, it's not necessarily, like, super affixed, but you don't see anything obvious as if you, you know, peel back some corners or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, good. It was the mirror. The mirror made me suspicious because it was very right. distinctly, it is attached to the wall. <laughs> I went, oh, no, did I miss something? <laughs> All right, so what I think we're going to do... Are you onto your second page of notes no, already? Not, n- not normally, but what yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to draw myself an 8x8 eight eight grid so that when we trace stuff on the map, oh, okay. rather than trying to do that, like looking it up, I, I can draw out what we're sure. tracing just be in careful because, eight again, eight remember, it gets a little different size-wise if I'm that I'm just going to draw it. Okay. Um, okay, so you were saying look at the travel journal to see if we can get an order uh, or, like, look towards the end for his last trip. Yeah, find his last flight, and it might be like I went from... From the Ront to Brasilia to the to <laughs> London. All right, so yeah, can we open the travel journal and maybe flip towards the end of it? Yeah, for sure. And you, you flip, in fact, all the way to the end, the most recent page. Um, and this page is not too far back in time. It's only a few months ago, uh, which is kind of strange since you didn't realize Fred traveled quite this much. Um, on mm-hmm. the final page, you see a ticket that has the following info. And it says, flight one way. Departing from Bishop Airport in Wellington, New Zealand, and arriving in Huari Bomaden Airport in Algiers, Algeria. Okay, so going from New Zealand, 
which is the third row, sorry, the final row, third column. Mm-hmm. And we are traveling over to Algiers, which will be because, uh, Africa. Oh, yeah, the so one that includes Africa all of the top so of Africa. Far off to the east. Algiers, for people who don't know, Algeria is the largest country in Africa. Now that it's Sudan in, has split. Now that Sudan has split. Nine in, years ago. I shouldn't really call in, that that much of a reason. It's in North thing. Africa. It's on the Mediterranean. Uh, and it's the setting for the Albert Camus book, The Stranger <laughs> or The Outsider, uh, depending true. on how it's translated, uh, which is set in Algiers, in which he shoots a man. Uh, spoilers. Um, so that is uh, final saying, column third row. It. It's the crux of the book. Final column third row. Uh, so we're going from there to there. Yeah. And was there a, a next step, or was that it? That was it so far on that plane ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was on the plane ticket. Cool. Good to know. That's a start. So what did he say? He said plan out last flight or trace his last flight from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, definitely well, going to put some of those pins in those two locations. Yeah, but that just gets us a sort of diagonal line. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely so. Not how do we find so other steps of his last flight? Well, there were other plane tickets up there. Do any of the other plane tickets that we can see around the place seem like they're part of this trip? Do yeah, the do they like match? match up? To, to, do we see anything that end that finishes in New Zealand? Uh, no, nothing like that. Um, he did say trace my last flight. Um, Oh, last flight. You're right. I wrote flight and everything. Yeah. What about this? Well, that's last flight, not last trip. But I thought we I thought we specifically looked at his last flight. What did we just find? What? No. Well, we just found a flight that yeah. was on the last page of his journal. Is that not it? Oh, so you think there's a different last flight rather oh, than the final flight that he took? This is an eight by eight grid. Okay. That's a chessboard. Oh, you're right. It is a chessboard. <laughs> that looks like a spot where a bishop might sit. So you think we should we should take the bishop that's in that is in on that side of the chessboard that matches with Algeria? Well, then... no, no, like from Wellington. It was Wellington to Algeria. Oh, cool. Because that's the that's the bottom. I yeah. see. Yeah. So the, so shall we take a a bishop, the leftmost bishop on the white side, which is the bottom. Uh, yeah, yeah, third that. column and move it diagonally across to Algeria. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Does that make sense for listeners at home? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. So you you take that sort of left leftmost of the white side bishop and you draw kind of move it diagonally up to the right, corresponding to exactly the uh, the squares that you were looking at on the map. And it's it strange. Straight diagonal. It's a straight diagonal, almost exactly like a, a bishop would move in a chess game. The yarn, um, it was the yarn that got me. And uh, <laughs> it seems like this the piece moves with a little bit of extra purpose. When it slides onto the last square, you hear an audible click, and the full-length mirror next to the chessboard swings oh, in a little. Explodes. And yeah. it looks like it's some kind of concealed door. Oh, no, I have to draw another room. Ah. <laughs> I didn't leave space for this. This happened in playtesting um, as well. They're like, I didn't that's lose okay. space. I've got just enough room. So you push, you push in the uh, in the mirror a little bit, and it reveals a little room yes. um, hidden in the space under the stairs. There are some very Ooh. strange and surprising things in this room. The first is a mannequin, which is covered in what looks like Ooh. very official military uniform. Next, you noticed one wall is covered with maps, notes, and most notably, five large photographs pinned conspicuously in the center. 
And uh, below that wall with all the photographs and stuff on it, there's a workbench that seems to be used for servicing firearms. You see a few pistols and fancy silencers sitting out. I'm also really bad at drawing guns. Oh, gosh. Like, really bad. (laughs) And the last thing is that you you notice sort of on this uh, door that opened up of the mirror, there's a note that's pinned there. One more note from your friend Fred. And it says... I'm glad you were able to solve this much. Looks like my secret is out of the bag. I don't feel any remorse as these scumbags had it coming. I'm Mm. taking out as many as I can for all my murdered family members and ancestors. Yikes. I know the government wants answers. You will need to figure out the location of the last target, finishing the work I couldn't. Also... To prove the intel is for real, you will also need to tell them my code name. Those two pieces of info should satisfy whatever government suit they sent to strongarm you. I'm sorry you got caught up in this. Hey everyone, I hope you're enjoying the first episode of our guest Game Master season. Dan and I are going to solve all these clues and hopefully escape, but maybe it's a beautifully foolish endeavor. (laughs) Oh wait, you don't get that joke yet because you don't know that this episode is sponsored by the new book, A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor by Hank Green. (laughs) Yes, Hank Green, you may know him as one of the vlog brothers, CEO of Complexly, who creates content like Crash Course, some of the most scientifically literizing content that's out there. Is that... That, that makes sense, right? That's a word. That's yeah. a word. Like SciShow. Absolutely. Sci show. And not only that, he's also a New York Times number one best-selling author. And that was for his debut novel, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing, which, as of today, has a sequel. Yes, a sequel and a conclusion. So the original book was a story of a young woman thrown into fame during a global crisis of contagious dreams and mysterious robots. And which, a surprising amount of collaborative puzzle solving. Which is very, very cool. Like... Contagious dreams, mysterious, like I am, I am there. I am very much sold, but it gets even better because in the sequel there is, and I will quote, mysterious books that seem to predict the future and control the actions of their readers. <laughs> if this wasn't already a book being published by Hank Green, it, it would be. It sounds the, like we should take yeah, it. Yeah, it would be the next arc of Escape This <laughs> Podcast. Uh, so if any of this sounds good to you, you're going to enjoy this book. On a side note, I'm very excited that it's a what? two book series. Isn't that nice? How, it's so neat. Isn't that lovely? I, I always find it so hard to get into series when I'm like, oh, there are 50 books in this series. Exactly. I'll leave this for later. Mm-hmm. Two books, you're done. It's amazing. I'm super excited. So nice. And it's already getting praise. Like we've got Library Journal's review. Throughout this adventurous, witty and compelling novel, Green delivers sharp social commentary on the power of social media and both the benefits and horrendous consequences that follow when we give too much of ourselves to technology. So if you want to buy this book, it is out right now. If you're listening to this episode the day it came out. That's July 7th, 2020. You should go to hankgreen.com and that'll tell you exactly where you need to go to get it in physical form, audio form, ebook form. I'm assuming ideally either of those forms, but if you really want to, buy it three times. I'm not going to stop you. I'd be comfortable with that if it was my book. (laughs) Exactly. So go and buy Hank Green's new book, A Beautifully Foolish Endeavour, three times from hankgreen.com. Fascinating. 
All right, so... All these years of playing chess with him... And he was busy planning murders. And we didn't pick up on the fact that he was really planning while he was doing that. Like, you know, chess, military. Mm, yeah. All, all of that. What is, what is assassination but a game of chess? <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> all right. That's interesting. Well, yeah, I now have five conspicuously blank squares. Can mm. I please look at those five photos? Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. So when you look closer um, at these uh, at the photographs, you realize that they're arranged in a, a vertical line, as I said. Um, these pictures are very official-looking photos of men in military uniform, but it's a different type of uniform than you see on the mannequin. These men all have badges with SS on them, some with swastikas on the <laughs> armbands. They are each labeled with a name. The last thing of note is that the first four names are crossed out with a thick red marker. <laughs> the last one is instead circled with the same marker. And mm. I can, uh, I'll read you these names, but I can also post them so you can see them. Well, give, post them and I'll read them. There, you, Yeah, go for it. Can you do it in the Fred voice, maybe? Sure, the Fred voice is just the Doc Bill voice, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the names of these uh, people in the photographs. Oh, okay, this is cool. So the first one, I'm assuming these, these are in order. So the first four are the ones that are crossed out. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is Vincent Uve, U-V-E, but all the words, all the letters are capitalized except for the T at the end of Vincent and the U-V at the start of Uve. In fact, all of them have an uncapitalized middle section to their name, other than the final name. So the next name is Wolfhild Frankfurt, with a D-E-F in the middle, all uncapitalized. The next one is Adam Norbert, with the M-N-O in the middle, uncapitalized. The next name is Hartwig Hilmar, with the G-H-I uncapitalized in the center. And then the last one, last one is Adolf Eichmann, but with all capitals. Mm. All capitals. Mm. So I guess once you kill a man, you can uncapitalize part of his name as a trophy. And uh, and yeah, and right below, there's a little post-it, and it says, "Got these four in this order." So that's kind of what you were saying. Um, still haven't found the last one, but I have a hunch of one last place to look. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. Now, is there anything interesting about those uncapitalized letters, Annie? T I have v. noticed something. Oh, they're, yes. they're, they're, they're all alphabetical. Yeah. T-U-V-D-E-F-M-N-O-G-H-I. Um, so in Adolf Eichmann, what's in order? There doesn't seem to be anything in order, does there? I can't, like, not, not a -D as specific an order as -L -L -F -F -E. those ones. Oh, that's interesting. E-I-C-H. So there's nothing that's sort of alphabetically it's in order. Not not the same way as the others, that's for sure. No. So, so there's, there's no, nothing in the middle that's the same. Or maybe we should be getting some idea of, like, ordering things alphabetically. What happens if we completely reorder his name alphabetically? Does it make Ooh. any cool word? Probably not, right? Probably That'd not. That would be wild. Yeah, the other thing to note um, that I mentioned there is the first four are, are crossed out. So they do distinguish and the last one's circled. Mm. Um, yeah, and the last one he hasn't found yet, but he has a he has a hunch. And do those crosses and circles mean anything else? Maybe. There's something puzzly there. I solved the chessboard one. This is your turn. Oh, what? <laughs> I also helped solve that a little. I, I did a little bit. 
Um, okay. It may have absolutely no connection whatsoever, but we've got five photographs. The chest had five letter things on it. It did. It did on the chest. Maybe that would help. Um, but it's not like we're getting individual letters from from those. Unless we are, and we're just not noticing it yet. That I can see. <laughs> T-U-V-D-E-F-M-N-O-G-H-I. Um, do you want? Do you think we can do this right away, or do you want to keep looking around? Maybe we'll. Oh find yeah, some fair clues point. We hits. do still have some other things to look at a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to have a look at the army man? Uh, so yeah, you take a look at this uh, this military uniform that's on this mannequin, and the military uniform is neatly displayed, looking well ironed and very official. You notice that there are many awards and ribbons hanging from the uniform, as if this person, maybe it's Fred, is very well decorated. Mm-hmm. Draped around the neck of the mannequin is a length of black yarn. Ooh, okay. Can we remove that? Yeah, you could take it. Okay. Tie your shoe with it. Add it to the it. inventory. Add to the inventory, exactly. And he's well decorated. He's got, is there anything like in the pockets of the, of the clothing or anything like that? Under his hat. Under his hat. Nothing specifically in the pockets. Um, you could... Perhaps, as you're looking in those pockets and things, look a little bit closer at some of the medals and awards and things on yes, things yeah. in there. Let's have a look because um, those those seem kind of something something strange there. Um, so you inspect these medals, and they're in all shapes and sizes. And when you look carefully, you pick out that there's a few interesting sets of letters and numbers. And I can add again on the dock there. I can send you what you have for those combinations of letters and numbers. Would you, well, would you like to describe what we're seeing here, Dan? Uh, yeah, cool. So we've got some combinations of letters and numbers here. Like the first one says NA6, capital N, small a, NA6, then BF5, NF6, QC8, NC5, RXH6. Well, I've forgotten about that. Oh, that means take something, I think. K. D7, NE6, RH3, NG4. I don't know how much chess knowledge is required. I have a little degree of chess knowledge. Those very much look like Like the coordinates of chess knights. Knight to A6, bishop to F5, knight to F6, queen to C8, knight to C5. Rook takes someone. Rook takes H6. Um, Knight to D7. Wait, 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 we've been using N and K. King, duh. King, king to D7, knight to E6. Rook to h3 and then knight to g4. Yeah, something you like tell that. You to that. I'm assuming one of the books we could look at would be the rules to chess. You want to go? You want to look at the books? Sure. You want to go check for and take a, a chess look? rules book? Uh, just just in case, and then we'll do those moves on the chessboard. Yeah. So you go over to the bookshelf, and there's actually not a chess book. Um, Ooh. But I will say, I have listened to the episode where you talk about making rooms and requiring previous knowledge. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, does that does that mean that it's not chess moves? Well, it might not. Knowledge? Like, yep, yeah, entirely possibly. Or there might be rules to chess somewhere, somewhere else if it is the, relevant. Yeah, so what you're saying is we shouldn't go to the chessboard and try and make those moves. Not yet, I'd say. Okay, well, let's hold off for a moment. So we've got these names, which are kind of in. I haven't quite figured out what we're linking up with those. We've got these numbers on the medals, which look like they mean chess. Um, moves. We've still got the guns to look at. Although, of course, they could also be more like, um, you know, they could be. They could be like, uh, we could work them out as flights specifically, and then maybe find True. dates where he's done those flights, and maybe they have to do with the, the with the assassinations. Can you be more specific? Well, like if we say 
night to night to a six could be like going from the night spot, which would be oh yeah, but like we would still be South using chess Australia, for that. But we'd be using yeah. chess moves to like make flights. Like, I like that there is def- like that we've already found a clear connection between the chessboard and the map. So yes, I do that like cool. that. Uh, so maybe we should we can do that later, or find a flight that goes between two spots like that. All right. Well. What do you want to do in that case? Look at the guns. Oh, of course, look at the guns. Let's have a look at the guns. You got to look at the guns. That's usually where people go first. We, we don't see guns very often. It's I'm, true. I'm curious. Um, and uh, so you go to this workbench, got some firearms, including some silencers, things like that. Um, this is way outside your area of expertise. And especially with a government official hanging around, you don't want to <laughs> do anything that's dangerous or illegal. So... They don't seem to have, like, serial numbers with codes on them. You're going to just leave them alone, I think. It's probably (laughs) probably not a bad idea. Only shoot when we know what we're going to shoot. Got it. You said as well as the photos on that Mm -hmm. wall, there were also some maps. Are they in any way interesting or, like, different from the world map that we've seen already? It doesn't seem like it. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, like in those, like, detective shows when there's kind of, like, you know... But it doesn't seem like there's anything that stands out to you. I think the photos were kind of the obvious thing on there. Um, but there's just other uh, flavorful uh, images and uh, and such information. But, yeah, nothing that stands out as uh, anything particularly puzzly. They're all full of, 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 of uh, extra fleshing out and backstory for Fred's character. Mm. There's like a photo of, of the Leaning Tower of Pisa and it says, like, first kiss, yeah. also first kill. <laughs> Um, Same person? No. Whoa. Uh, ironic. <laughs> Irony. They were 20 years apart. Just as a thing that is not going to help us in any way, but you notice that we had a white yarn and a black yarn, so we're going to have like I two. I had a red yarn and a black yarn. What? Wasn't it white? Oh, it white. probably was. That makes more sense because it's chess colours. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, we'll have both of them relating to this oh, stuff. Oh, you know what? Probably those chess moves are one after the yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Like, white does this, black does this, white does this, black does this. That would make sense. Yeah. So um, that, that's exactly what I am thinking. But again, not really in using it yet. Oh, yeah, my God, these names. Come on, names. We've gotten so much out of you. We know you have letters that are one I mean, after the other in the middle. I'm it's not about the, the, the capital Letters. It's about the, the little letters. They're the things that we should be mm. noting because they're the ones that, that would are be harder. Like Wolf Hill order. Rankfurt. That's yeah. A little Wolf bit... Hill Rankfurt is weird. Um, yeah, those are strange, strange names. I th- yeah, I think these patterns are really good. These you've identified these alphabetical little groupings and things. Did we ever try and organize the name alphabetically? We said it would be stupid. Have we had tried writing it out I just mean, in case? No, I like, guess a, not. A C. D. Yep. Okay. E. You, yeah. I, I do think that, you know, the uh, the crossing and the circling maybe indicates that there's something a bit different about that fifth name. Yeah. But keep going, Bill. A, A, no D. One's gonna, no one's stopping you. A, A, C, D, E, F. I'm, I'm going to use this time, hopefully more wisely. H, <laughs> I, L, N N O. Can we look at the bookshelf for a book about Akdef Hilnano? Uh, you can, and uh, there is a book that's a you know it's a Polish author, but it doesn't have anything <laughs> interesting in it. I'm sorry. Ah. Do any of these names appear on books anywhere? Oh yeah, is there a book written by? No, those names don't appear. But I think taking the information from you know this and maybe you know oh. looking around is maybe not not a bad 
tact to be taking. Adolf, as a five-letter code? Um, oh, no, you look like you found something actually... Well, no, I was going to say, <laughs> do rotary phones have letters on them? I don't think so. Do they? I don't know. Do they? Uh, yeah, if you go over the rotary phone, uh, you definitely see that there are 100% letters um, that you have on your iPhone, but that comes from rotary phones and uh, other phones. See, I didn't I'm, think we had letters until we see, had See, I'm the pads. one who actually had a rotary phone in my childhood phone. house. <laughs> I had a phone, a rotary what? phone. Yeah, at some point. I swear you have doubted me on having a rotary phone before. Well, too bad. Unfortunately. I just didn't think you were as cool as I was. <laughs> I have no recollection of which letters go with which numbers, just even on a phone. take your mind back to texting in 2002. It's true. T4 texting, right? Phone yeah. letters. There we go. So what is what numbers do we get from Adolf Heinlein? Okay. Oh, no, I wasn't looking at Adolf. I was looking at the others because we had T-U-V-D-E-F, and that's how oh, they go. I see, oh, I see, I see, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. Because so, oh, those are, are trios of letters that appear exactly. on the... Ah, that's, that's what the I was doing. I was wondering where you made this connection. I was like, okay, it <laughs> seems like a bit of a stretch. <laughs> okay, so maybe... 8364 eight, is what you Yeah, thought? maybe that's... That's what my phone picture is showing. Do you want to use those me. anywhere or do you I want to try and t- dial it into the phone? Ooh, that's true. We could always dial that into the phone. Can we go to the phone and dial 8, 3, 6, and 4? doesn't feel like enough numbers for anyone. You can do that. Uh, usually I do make people t- explain to me how to use a rotary phone, <laughs> but you guys have covered that extensively. Did you not so. hear my no, beautiful you nailed explanation? It. You it goes nailed like this. It. 8, uh, that was no. You you far exceeded my expectations. Actually, oh, so much. Um, <laughs> but you're right. This does seem like a weirdly short series of numbers. But you put these in, and you hear a little click, and then there's something that's kind of strange. You hear birds chirping. Um, there's kind of this chirping. Um, so the, the chirping kind of plays for a few seconds and then it stops. And truthfully, you don't really, you don't know enough about, you know, birds or anything to be able to identify the type or anything like that, really just from the sound. Any books on, on bird identification? Okay. Yeah, you could, you could go over to the bookshelf and, uh, if you're looking for a book on birds or something, you actually find a book that's called The One That Got Away, How to Find the Most Elusive Birds. Love it. Love it. Okay. And do you know who wrote that book? Adolf Eichmann? <laughs> no. Ad Kadef Hilno. You got it. You got it. Um, so, uh, yeah, you, you take a look through the book, um, and uh, you, there's one page that's kind of particularly dog-eared. So you flip open to <gasps> that page, and you find an entry on the common robin, um, which to you doesn't seem like a particularly elusive type of bird. Um, yeah, Robin so common in its name. Come on. <laughs> it's true. Um, the and rare so- <laughs> common robin. <laughs> and uh, so you can read the entry that's in there in the book, and it has some good information. It says, The American robin is a migratory songbird of the true thrush genus of Turdidae, the wider thrush family. It is named after the European robin because of its reddish-orange breast, though the two species are not closely related. Robins are known to make their homes most often in birch trees. And under the typed entry, that's like what's published in the book, there's a hastily scrawled note in a a familiar kind of red marker that you've seen before. Um, And it Mm. simply says, Eichmann equals 
Robin. All right. Eichmann is in a birch tree. I mean, if like maybe these aren't assassinations, he's just a hunter. Uh, he just he's just shooting actual yeah. birds, but he's naming them after Nazis. <laughs> I mean, so that he doesn't have to feel bad about it. Oh, so he's like, I don't for some a, reason, I don't want to shoot an innocent is bird. compelled to hunt. But if that bird is part of the SS, <laughs> you know how people squad. have those things like birds um, aren't real dot com yeah, or whatever that all birds are government, yeah. robot control. Pigeons aren't real. Yeah. Okay. So if Eichmann's a robin, what does that mean? It means he's common and migratory. <laughs> Eichmann is a migratory thrush. Who lives in birch trees? Do we not know if... related to anyone from the UK? Yes, or from he Europe. isn't related to <laughs> yeah. the people from Europe. He's actually just an American who looks like he's European, so they called him Adolf. He <laughs> 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 oh, just no. looks really German. <laughs> that's I think that's what we've learned here. <laughs> I do like that America has that as well. Uh, that kind of colonial biology that we get, like where we have like a magpie. In Australia, which mm. is named after the British magpie, but, but just not, not at even all related. Close, not just at not all the same. Like it. It's just got the same colour. Yeah. So like, ah, oh, it's a magpie. Ah, same thing. It's not. <laughs> ah, probably is. Um, is that what happened with turkeys, or was that one of those ones where it's just a total coincidence that it was called turkey? I can't remember. There's something odd about the name of turkey. If you're listening to this, tweet us about the history <laughs> of the name of turkeys. Do you want to look in the in the bird book or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what does that mean? What does that mean? What have we let's let's recount what we've done here. Just as a quick wild stab in the dark, Robin's a five letter word. Oh, yeah, okay. Do, do, I mean we could try that. Yeah, I suppose. Might as do well. you want to go to the, the Oh wait. is the chest made out of birch wood? Ooh. Uh it wasn't intentionally, but I like that. So we're gonna say yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, we don't know anything about birds. We may or may not know anything about chess, but boy, do we know our wood. <laughs> well, we're we're woodcarvers by trade. <laughs> ah. We made of that chest board. We made the chest itself. You gifted the chest. We made the, the lock and told him to make the password Robin. <laughs> uh, we opened the, I'm assuming, we put in, in Robin and the chest goes Kuchunk. Yeah, so you put in Robin um, <laughs> and it goes, sorry, Kuchunk? Is that, was that the noise? Kuchunk. Kuchunk, yeah, Kuchunk. Uh, so you give a nice, satisfying Kuchunk. And oh, how did that rotary phone sound from before? <laughs> uh, it sounded like... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, perfect. Good. <laughs> oh, All right, so? Um, so the heavy lock clicks open, and you pull open yeah. the top of the chest, and while Fred alluded maybe there's something interesting inside here, um, maybe not the case. All there is is a pair of binoculars and a stack of newspapers. Ooh. I said we'd get binoculars. Can I use the binoculars to read the newspaper? Oh, uh, <laughs> I think you just made it much worse for yourself. I need more description. Is it? Are you putting the newspaper across the room? Is it right no, up no. front? Um, it's like right next to me. Uh, I'm yes. reading letter by letter. Uh, a, a small like headache starts would, developing in the back of your head. Um, okay, so what are, what are these newspapers about? Is there anything yeah. interesting if we if we glance through the headlines and the and the bylines? Yeah, I think for sure you're going to want to look at these. Now, there's not actually any headlines or bylines because you realize there's only one section that he had been collecting, and it's the, the puzzle section. section. Yay. Um, and so each page has a crossword puzzle, a Sudoku, a jumble, and a game where you solve puzzles based on chess moves. Oh, <laughs> nice. And, that, and that's going to... So we can look at that and look at those medals and suddenly learn... About yeah, them? does does that tell us? Like, is, is that 
Should we look in detail and try to solve these chess move puzzles? Or is this, we now understand chess terminology? Yeah, I, this is more like a you understand chess. So if you Sweet. have a good grasp, I do have a little blurb here um, of some of the labeling of columns and rows. That's probably a good idea. Um, so maybe I, I can post that for you to see. Yes, that's helpful. Um, now, Billy, you can look into this because, quite frankly, I'm still reading about the origin of the word turkey. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> We're doing a puzzle. I know. And a, honestly, I'm kicking ass. You need to pick up the game. <laughs> Like, uh, I'm going to read this. Here we go. <clears throat> you learn that the columns of the 8x8 grid are labelled with the letters A to H, left to right on the bottom of the board, where white plays from. So the bottom is white, the top is black, and they are A to H from left to right with white at the bottom. These letters are reversed from black's perspective, with H on the far left and A on the right, which would make sense if black was at the bottom Facing the board, that's how it would look. Yep. Starting from one where white lines up, the rows of the board are labelled up to eight. So one is at the bottom. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, well, yeah, so, sorry. The following <laughs> pieces are given the following notation. King equals K, Queen equals Q, Rook equals R, Knight equals N, Bishop equals B. Cool. <laughs> Wonderful. So that's the notation we knew. Now, just for fun, whether you keep this or not, I think it deserves to be kept. Right. Everybody, we're taking a break for turkey facts. So I've, turkey I've read the whole book here, and according to this book, uh, the one that got away, um, so Europe had chickens. Yep. And then they were introduced to the guinea fowl, mm. which you know, came, it came to them via turkey, sure. which seems fair. And they looked at that and went... It looks kind of like a chicken. Let's call it the Turkish chicken. And then they went to America and they saw turkeys and they went, hey, that looks kind of like the Turkish chicken guinea fowl. Let's call it a turkey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wonderful. And who's the turkey, by the way? If what? Eichmann was the robin, who was written in the turkey section as who's a turkey? You. Me. It's you. It's a, me, the in the, character the, next door neighbor, or me, no, 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 the, the host, host of, of Escape the, host the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to this terrible podcast. They keep talking about turkeys when they should be solving puzzles. Um, okay, so do you want to now do those moves? Oh, the one last question is, presumably those moves go like white, then black, then white, then black. Is that indicated within the chess puzzle section that there would be some sequencing to those? I don't know. Um, it's, it's hard to tell. You could, uh, I think, maybe taking a, a crack at that, um, at that chessboard, those pieces, you could see how that plays out for you maybe mm -hmm. all right well let's because some of them will be obvious like you try to make a knight move to f6 and you go oh well the white ones can't possibly do that oh good point we can we can double we can check it all right yeah. so let's let's do you want to try and do them on an eight by oh yeah you, sure. oh man you've colored yours in like a chessboard yeah. oh um just to be clear is our uh not uh, sorry our bishop that we moved before that is still moved right mm -hmm. still should, there. should we reset that maybe we or... should reset it. it it seems to be okay there Okay. Okay. I, th I think it's okay there. So, like, knight to a6. It's got to be a black knight. Cause the, what? Cause the, well, because the white one oh, yeah, can't right? move up to six. Yeah. Six is a long way away. All right. So, sorry, if we do knight to a6, right, that would be from the second position in the top column where the knight would, right? That's how the chessboard yeah, yeah. laid out. And it would go down to a6, which on a world map, Looks like it would go from sort of, is that maybe Siberia or some section of Eastern Russia? Kamchatka? Oh, you're including the 
going to going it. down to the center of China. Yeah, like Russia to China. I would only have looked at the destinations. I wouldn't have even looked at the befores, but that's well, fair. If we're trying to line them up to flights, yeah. maybe we'll I'm find not a, making like a connection a just Russia yet. Russia to China, fine. All right. So what about Bishop to F five? Okay. So assuming I've done that correctly, where my F five is, that would be a black one as well. Like uh, the one that's yeah. currently in C eight. Yes, because neither white bishop from either its starting point or its current place could move to F five. All right, so it's got to be from C8 to F5. This is this one is very scary to say out loud because it's so easy to make a mistake with it. Which would be, again, from, like, <laughs> the tip of a Russian place to, like, Peru? No, not Peru. Yeah, again, I'm, not, ev- I'm not even looking at the world map just yet. So it might be Russia to, like, Colombia or something. So you think maybe we should just do the... the the, the lines on the board and work out the places later. That's what I'm just doing in case at the it's moment. Just spelling out letters or something? Yeah, maybe. All right, well, so let's draw. I'm going to draw the lines in on mine then. So we went from B8 to A6. We went from C8 F5. Uh, so, so far, I'm not seeing anything out of these. So the next one is uh, Knight to F6. Now, F6, uh, again, is going to have to be a black ah. knight. So it comes from the knight section. Which would be F8. No, it'd be G8. Sorry, to F6. Next is Queen to C8. Queen, uh, where's C8? C8. Well, it, the Queen could now move there. Presumably the Queen is in D8. Yeah, yeah. So it moves to cross one. So we've now linked that up to where that Bishop was. Made like a long backwards seven. I think I drew my colours the wrong way around. Uh, knight to C5. <laughs> Uh, where's C5? Five here. So we can move the knight that was at uh, A6 wouldn't go to C5, right? Is that what you've got? I have no idea. Sorry, I'm at a, I'm on a different one and it's very hard to go back. Okay. Uh, yes, yes, I believe that's what I've got. <laughs> uh, then we have the rook takes H6. Mm. So... Because like, oh, it takes please. the bishop, takes that white yeah, bishop. Yeah, that that's what Lovely. I had. Awesome. So that white bishop that we moved in the very, very first part of this puzzle, before we even had this, has now been taken by the black rook. There you go. Black's kind of cheating a little. Because white only got one move, and now black has taken, like, six. It's like checkers, sure. really. <laughs> um, and then we have king to d7. Uh, so again, I'm assuming that's a king moving diagonally from g8 to d7, um, which intersects the move somebody else makes. Yeah, that's, um, that's not a problem in chess. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying based on a yarn. Oh, uh, yours look better than mine. Uh, king to d7. <laughs> uh, then we've got knight to e6. So where's e6? E6 is one of these. That's got to be the same knight again, right? Yeah, it's got to be that same original knight that moved, who's now taking like three steps. So he's gone from c5 over to e6, which again connects up to that initial arc. Everything's connecting. Yours look like cool constellations right now. <laughs> it does look like a cool constellation. Uh, then we have the rook to h3. So the same one, just moves down a little. Yeah, it's got to keep moving forward. Well, that could be like a giant letter T on if its side. If you include that original bishop move, yeah. Um, rook to h3. Uh, and then the last one is knight to g4. Where's g4? Here, it's got to be the old knight, the one that moved from... From G8 to F6. Oh, did it? Oh, yep, you're right. I wrote that wrong. Back this way. Thank you for fixing that. I accidentally put now, it in G5. Does that mean anything? 
that to me, while it looks cool, is sort of like a jumble <laughs> of numbers. Although that could be like an L maybe on its side. If, like, if they're kind of like tilted and turned. But it's yeah, a mine bit looks tough. Mine looks so different from yours because I did mine very blockily and you did yours in straight lines going from the positions. Yeah. So do you, you know I mean, what? Does... My way does not make much sense. Yeah, I would say. Do you, so those those look lovely. Does do you um have a sense of where the pieces ended up? Maybe at the end. Ooh, well, I can, yeah, let's we follow each That's thing. That's a good idea. So we've got one piece that is a knight that ended up at e six. It's like it. Which maybe we can find a place. Oh, okay. Wait, no. Oh. A B C D. Huh. That's the middle of the ocean. That's one piece there. Oh wait. But that's not. why would you focus on that one? Yeah, no, draw where they've all ended up. It's interesting. Uh, well, it's hard to do. They've ended up, I'll just highlight the squares they've ended up Yeah, do. Here. This one has ended up here. Yep. Where did the king end up? King ended up here. Oh, it's like a diagonal yeah. thingy. And then the queen or the bishop has ended up here. Um. Oh, so they've ended up in a diagonal line. That looks like a thing. Okay, so that's what, is that maybe a diagonal, is that maybe like someone's, someone's like path from somewhere? That could be, that, that now looks like it could well be a trip, yeah. Like going from, 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 from the, that northern tip of, of, or that southern tip of northern Russia, of eastern Russia, whatever it is, all the way down to uh, H3, which is kind of central Africa, oh no, like, South-ish Africa. Africa. What's that, like Angola? Yeah, I think so. that I think that's area. Angola there. Okay. Interesting. Does that map to any flight that we can find in his, in his journal or in his travel shrine? Nothing, nothing obvious. I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know nothing, nothing that's too obvious there. What's, what's in your inventory, Bill? That's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm ticking things off at last. Yarn. Yeah, the white I and black we yarn is useful. I thought we were doing this with the black yarn in general. Can we use the black yarn on the world map to do that thing that we've just done? Put a pin in each of those spots and draw a one diagonal line? From... It's, that's, it's physically possible. Would you like to and do it? And nothing happens. It doesn't go... <laughs> and open into... Can, yeah, can we try it? So, yeah. So, you click the, uh, you know, that black yarn from somewhere up the, the top, the third from the left there on the top row. Is that right? Mm -hmm. All the yep, way down. All the way down to Angola. Yep. So you put them in there, but uh, that, nothing special happens. But uh, I think when you're looking there, there's actually a nice hole that actually fits nicely into as if like, you know, Ooh. maybe you're on the right track. Oh, wait, what? What just? The black yarn like fit into that place. Like yeah. so we've done oh, the right thing. Okay. Nothing's happened. What if we look in the mirror so for some reason? Do we, maybe we need to put the white yarn in. Oh, okay. We do the white as yarn well. as well for the movement that we made with the white bishop. Yeah, you could totally do that. So that's from the third from the left on the bottom up to wherever that was in Algiers. Um, exactly. And again, seems like it works. It's the right place. But again, an no like... the spot. They cross over in an X uh. and they cross over in an X at... Oh, well, I've drawn my first one real poorly. <laughs> uh, um, no, this is this is a tricky no, thing. I can send a picture of this as well because this, uh, this is... Mean, a, they, should uh, they should they cross in an X on a corner, wouldn't they? Uh, like on the corner of... of F well, maybe remember they're different sizes, so it may not end up that way. Oh my god! Oh, good my point. You can see on the map that I, I just put a map in there. Um, I don't know how you know perfect your geography is, but I want to do it. I want to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they they look like they're crossing over. 
on the northern section of South America. Uh-huh. In is that Venezuela or is it one of the like It looks Guyanas? like right on the split of Venezuela, Guyana, I think. Yeah, it so, looks it looks like yeah, the north the part of, of Venezuela, Guyana, which is <laughs> Uh, I think I think it's Venezuela. I think it touches. Oh, just but I just wanted Danny to say the capital of Guyana. Okay, go. What Danny, is it, Danny? The capital of Guyana. It's Georgetown. Georgetown. All right. Um, uh, was that one of our pointless answers on pointless? Yes, that yeah. was what that was that the one that won us money. That, yep, um, we won nice. money on Georgetown. Oh, um, that's nice. But yeah, Venezuela. Edu- this is so fair. educational. I love this. Um, it's the capital of Venezuela. Caracas. That's what I thought. So it seems like, from your geography knowledge, and if you want to double-check in an atlas on the bookshelf, you can, hmm. it perfectly crosses over where Caracas would be. Hmm. Nice. Okay. Does, okay. Lovely. Is that maybe, have we found out the, um, where, because was that one of the things he wanted to find, where his last target was, or who his last target was? Uh, la, last target, wait, no, location of last target so and code name. And your code, his code name. Cool, Caracas sounds good. We were right, so told that X I think that may be one of the two things we needed to find. Lovely X. We have now used that. Yeah, that sounds great. There you X go. Spot. Love it. Caracas. Okay, now okay. we haven't used those guns. No, the guns in the window is still kind of, is still the thing that is we there anything out the window done. now. <laughs> have uh, we triggered it? You just looking. You're just gonna look, or what's the? Yeah, I'm just gonna look out the window. Yeah, you, would you want to look with anything in particular? Maybe something in your oh, inventory? I forgot to draw that! Maybe, oh my god, I forgot to draw that! Maybe something the, specifically intended for looking at things? I grab the binoculars and I use them to yeah. look out the window yeah. at something. Yeah, so you look out the window the and uh, is there anything specific you might be looking for based on the very detailed description of, uh, from the book? Birch trees. Yeah, birch trees. Yeah, so you look out the, the window, and you don't see very much. Uh, you do see a birch tree there, which is great. You're kind of peering through, looking on, on these, you know, the branches. You don't see any birds, which is kind of strange. But on the one of the branches, you see something scrawled into the wood. Ooh, what does and, it say? And you have... Don't look here. Puzzle not here. <laughs> Keep looking. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, you have uh, a series of numbers and some words. So you have the numbers 2208-1976, all together as mm. one jumble there. So 2208-1976. And then you have the words, use the capitals to find the answer. Ooh. Ooh. Now, is that actually capital letters of people's names? Maybe. That looks like a, like, that looks like a date of birth to me. Or, well, like, a date. Oh, you think it's uh, 2208-1976? That's what it looks like. Well, we have a journal. <laughs> Do you want to go back and see yes. what's going on in that journal on That's the date, the 22nd idea. of August 1976? I traveled to 17 cities, three of which were capitals. I hope they help you find an answer. He got younger. So he, you know, yeah. so he didn't sound as old in that well, this version. Is ba- this is back in time. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So you open up and you he find there is... traveling around. It's 1976. <laughs> I'm a little boy. Yep. 22nd of August, 1976. So you go exactly there. You uh, There's an entry actually on August 22nd, 1976. And I've put that in your... Um, uh, I've put it Yay. in the, the dock there so you can see it. Um, it has writing on it, and it seems to be Fred talking about some of his travels from that time period. Um, I think only you can do this justice, Bill, um, in mm-hmm. any age of Fred's voice that you prefer. <laughs> All right. 
All right, so we have a travel journal entry from August 22nd, 1976. What's his voice? What's Fred's voice? Uh, does he sound like this? Knowing where to look is half the battle. Probably not. <laughs> it's like Jimmy Raguletto. Hey, <laughs> knowing where to look is half the battle. After leaving Berlin, I tried stopping over in Riyadh. Did anything seem suspicious to me? Well, not for nothing, but Algiers might be a better bet. This isn't as easy as it was in Canberra or Hanoi. Even after such a long day, it's important for me to keep going. Really wishing one of these leads will pan out soon. That's me signing off. See you later, diary. I'm Fred. Fred Ragoletto. <laughs> part of the connected universe. Part of I'm... the ETPU. <laughs> um, okay, so they're all capitals, aren't they? Berlin, no. Uh, Berlin, oh. Riyadh, Algiers, Canberra, and Hanoi. Well, now we get the interesting question. Capitals like the capital cities. Mm. Capitals like the capital letters. Which would be... Take a look. Bratch. Bratch. No, no, the capital letters, like all the capital letters. Oh. Like you you missed at least one in there. Cab. Cabby. Cabbier. <laughs> cabbied. Cabbied all... Cabbied... No, that can't... What is this? Am I going crazy? Write them, write them out. Okay. Well, there's a uh, travel journal entry. That yes, I skipped count. that. And then there's the A in August. I also skipped that. Okay. K. You, you could skip that. A. <laughs> B. Oh, that's a good point. I probably shouldn't skip that. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. A, K. Uh, a, B, I. So just uh, for people who aren't following, this is getting all the capital letters like, from oh, all the words in this journal entry. Uh, yeah, every word that's got a capital uh, letter. Uh, I can't believe I skipped that first A. That D, was... ooh, A.K.A. Bird. Uh, silly. D, also known as, because this is his... his uh, yeah, his, that's why it was silly, that I went, oh, cool, I understand what this is talking D. about, K-A, and I missed that A. <laughs> w, A, T, C, H E R AKA Birdwatcher. This is one of those cases where you were writing the letters and not comprehending them no, as you were going, right? Was AKA and Bird, and I was just trying to do it in order. <laughs> um, wonderful. So we know that he, that Fred, Fred Ragoletto, is also known as the Birdwatcher or Birdwatcher because he mm -hmm. kills Nazi birds. Yep. Um, <laughs> And, and uh, he's going and to he's gonna, and the, get the rare Caracas turkey. Yeah, he's going to he's going to Caracas to kill. No, he's going to go kill Robin, isn't he? Oh, fine, the Caracas Robin. I mean, yes, I was trying to. So I'm going to go. Know, the Robin is otherwise known as the Caracas turkey. Of course. Come on, work with me here. I'm going to go and I'm going to I'm going to knock on the door. And I'm yeah. going to wear it. I'm going to put on a trench coat and some glasses. And I'm going to hold a newspaper. I've got there's all those newspapers down there. I'm going to hold one in front of my face. <laughs> and I'm going to knock on the door. And then I'm going to like l l hold the newspaper over my mouth so no one sees me. And I'm going to say, uh, "The bird watcher will hunt. Will, will find a robin in Caracas." And then I'm going to slowly just walk away. I'm just going to start walking to the other end of the room. Okay. I'm going to put my, my suitcase down on the ground and then get up and walk away. I'm going to run up to the top of the stairs and pretend it was me that said that. Ah, steal and, my take, and take all the credit, which mm -hmm. maybe is fitting considering you solved most of the puzzles. Um, also, wait, hold on. Have we, have we used a gun yet? We haven't. I'm going to grab no. a gun just in case you I don't, need it. Cool. Okay. You, there's going to be a federal agent there and you want to have a gun in your hand? Well, he locked me in this room. <laughs> That's no, hidden true. in my trench coat. It's silenced and hidden in my trench coat. <laughs> it's poking out through one of the O's in the newspaper. 
Uh, you do that, despite uh, Danny advising you not to. Um, but you hear the man make a, a quick phone call before he opens the door to let you out. Yeah! I'm, now I'm, truly, no. I'm truly sorry for this, but it was the only way. The Birdwatcher was an invaluable asset for us in tracking down Nazi sympathizers after the war, and we had a hunch he was onto something before he died. We appreciate your help. Um, his instincts were right about you. If you ever need a part-time job, an opening just became available. Oh, thanks. No. <laughs> yeah, thanks, but no thanks, scary government man. Um, Adolf Eichmann must have been pretty young during the war and is probably very old now. <laughs> I think we'll leave that part up to the professionals. Yeah, I mean, it? unless unless Bill, this is why maybe this is why you took a gun. It awakened it. something in you. Yeah, I'm ready to go. You're like, uh, I, yeah, I, the I whole time. At, I look at the agent and I say. Book me on the next trip to Caracas. And then I walk out. <laughs> <laughs>